Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So is there anything specific in the DMs? Because it's funny, in last week's episode, we also talked a little bit about LinkedIn. We're talking more about like influence and engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, This is obviously a totally different strategy. And I have my own LinkedIn program. Mm-hmm. Um, that we teach people also to turn connections into clients. Mm-hmm. Is there any specific DM strategy in terms of the language you use and the process? Because I know for me, like I get targeted all day long, right. you know, and I'll get the first message. Hey, yes, are you interested in blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, no. Yes. And I ignore them. And then I get the next one. Hey, not sure if you saw, but I sent you a message <laughs> if you're interested in blah, blah, blah. You yes. know, and then the next one, like, well, you know, recently I put out this post, you should check it out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no. you're just annoying. I'm not buying yeah. anything from you. Yes. I was never going to buy anything from you, okay? Yes. Yeah, so it's super interesting that you bring this up. So we are like the 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 black sheep or the white sheep or however you want to call it, the, the, weird, the weirdo, the nerdy kid in the corner. Um, mm-hmm. We have a pretty unorthodox approach and all I can say is it works. So sometimes okay. when people get our messaging, uh, so-called messaging experts would message me back. We have a very straightforward cut to the chase, no bullshit. Um, you know, this is a real problem among a lot of your peers. If you identify with this, if this is a pain you have, like, honestly, we should talk and, and here's why. It's very straightforward. We're not fluffing it up whatsoever. And we don't beat around the bush and we don't pretend like, oh, I'd love to... You know, we don't, sometimes when messaging is unclear, people think maybe it it could be a client, so they try to pitch you. We avoid all of that. And we filter out a lot upfront and are very straightforward so that only people who really, they they have this problem. For example, they cannot book clients for their coaching practice. They go, oh my gosh, that's exactly me. Like, I really need to book a meeting. And um, sometimes... um, there is like this portion of people on LinkedIn. I'm sure you know them. They're hilarious because I have my messaging templates and I sometimes write down their responses so we know how to respond to them. Yeah. Um, they're the people that say, oh, I don't, um, I don't, um, <laughs> what is this called? I don't actively prospect. I just spread the love or I just <laughs> build relation. I just, I just relate to people. I'm just here to put it out in the universe and stuff. And yeah. I just flawlessly manifest. I don't have, you don't have to do anything and stuff like that. And, yeah. and, and you should, you should um, be more relational first, you know, and all that stuff in the back and forth. And what mm-hmm. I say is we built the most amazing relationships um, with people that can really relate to what we can help. And that usually also happens on the call. But again, it's about integrity. You know, all this fluff up front, hey, check out my post, why? You know, at the end, you want to sell me something. And um, it's just not straightforward. So then sometimes I take these calls with these so-called messaging experts that built this long, you know, vague, whatever messaging. And I say, absolutely, I'm willing to learn. Can you share some performance data? How many appointments do you book and how many of those do you close? 
And right. that's where they get so quiet. And then when we actually look at the data, it's hilarious because I always want to improve, of course, for myself and for my clients. They'd get so quiet and they say, actually, keep your message. Like in the beginning, they just slaughter my messaging. They sent me the notes. You should really do this and this and that and that. And then get on a call with them and ask them for their performance data to compare because we know our conversion rates and stuff. And they just get quiet and say, actually, keep it. Forget that I said anything, you know. <laughs> and so... You know, I've talked to quite a few of those now and I've A-B tested, of course, all of our scripts and the scripts we recommend. And this approach is just something that really works and that's why we teach it. I like that. So what would like a sample script be? Like pick any industry, any pretend business, like what would a sample opening line be? Mm, yeah, so just... Um, Give me, I mean, we could do a case, but it might, might take a little bit long. All right, do, uh, use so me, right? I run a small business consulting firm. I'll tell mm -hmm. you my, my pickup mm -hmm. line, sure. if you will. Um, so my opening line is always, you know, I always write to the person with their name. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so like, hey, Lena, I help business owners. Like, thanks for the connection. I only, I only outreach to the people who reach out to me. So I don't do this um, cold outreach strategy because I'm not mm -hmm. actively prospecting. Right. Um, so I do warmly gen, which is it's a slightly different angle. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, hey, Lena, thanks for connecting. I help business owners earn more money with less headache. Anything I could help you with, right? So I have a business mm -hmm. consulting firm. We do a lot of marketing. We're focused on small businesses. Um, our specialty is organic marketing strategy where you don't spend money, you just earn money. Mm -hmm. um, so what would be a sample, if I were to use your strategy, right? Because I get to do the interview. So right. for me. Um, what would my cold outreach opening line sound like? Right. So the great differentiation, because cold is different, right? You pick your audience and then you talk to them. So yeah. in your ideal customer persona, name the top three absolutely worst painful nightmares, painful experiences that they go through. Um, okay. Worst nightmare, one, wasted money on marketing. Mm -hmm. Right. They they had all these hopes and dreams and they put a bunch of money into something, whether it was a website or an ad campaign or a LinkedIn genius that they hired to run their LinkedIn or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work. They, right. they put all this money in and they didn't get any business. So that's one. Um, another one of their nightmares is that is that their business doesn't work. You know, most of my people that I work with, I'm so passionate about what I do, mm -hmm. basically only attract people who actually are, are passionate at some level about what they do. And they really want to do it. And mm -hmm. so the biggest nightmare is like, I want to do this and I, I can't make it work. I don't know how. I don't in know terms how to make it work. Getting clients? Money. In terms of, yeah, not everything is service, but in terms of earning enough money to make it my full-time sustainable occupation. Right. Which again um, goes so back to one. insufficient client or customer acquisition. Uh, pretty much. Sometimes that it is it. Sometimes it's a money issue. More often than not, it's not, right? Sometimes it's a it's they can't earn the money. So it's not that I don't have sufficient clients. Uh, sometimes I'm just thinking my ideal. See, we do so many different things. Okay. If I'm looking at the people who come to us for marketing help, then yes. Right? And that's mm -hmm. why our tagline on our marketing program is never waste money on marketing again. Mm -hmm. That is our tagline because yep. that is the 2 a.m. problem. Yeah. Um, that's the pain point. Another pain point is 
is that feeling of lostness, of stuckness, of just having no idea what to do. Again, yeah. in order to get more clients and customers, but the, the pain is not that I don't have them. The pain is I don't know what to do. It's that feeling of, of out of control of, see my listener, See, I was picking your brain. Now everyone hears me talking about how, who, well, guys, if you're listening and this is you, this is who we help. Um, <laughs> but that feeling of just being lost and out of control. And I've been there. Like, I really relate to that. I've been uh -huh. there in my business yeah. where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do now. Like I need business and I don't have it. And, and then I figure it out. And, and that's why I do what I do, which is teach other people. Right. Um, but, but I've had days like that where I sit down and I'm like, Okay, it's a, it's a while ago now, but I can tap into it, right? The last time I felt this way was probably three years ago or so. Like three mm -hmm. years ago, I had to rebuild my business again, and I came into the office, and it was just like I didn't have any clients that day. It was the first time in years. Like the business had died because I had been ill, and I was like, I don't I don't actually know what to do now. Uh, and that's actually when I discovered LinkedIn on its mm -hmm. rise, and that's, that's how I stabilized my business mm -hmm. uh, to six figures in profit at that stage. But, but yeah, that's the third one. It's that I just don't know what to do. So let me clarify just a second point then. You say sometimes it's not a client issue. They have clients, but they don't have enough money. Right. So they're not charging enough. They're charging enough. Not charging enough. They're not okay. charging enough. Yeah. Or very occasionally, and this is not the norm, but occasionally I do have people who are charging enough, who do have clients who do not know how to manage their business budgets. They're just spending so much more than they're earning. And so they need mm. kind of an internal restructuring on staff, on expenditures, on how they're managing things. Yeah. Um, but I would say that's, of the 80-20 rule, that's the 20, right? The 80% are the other people. Um, and right. in the 80% are people who who aren't charging enough. So their issue is not so much of this. It's like, well, I'm already seeing clients full time and I have clients, and uh, I'm still not earning enough, so obviously this thing is broken. Yeah, yep, got it. So I would, first of all, it starts with targeting. So cold, again, is different than warm, like what you said. So what is the absolute smallest niche that you can pick where you know the devastation is the greatest? As an example, if you're a career coach, for example, you know, people who, go, who study law, I think 80% yeah. tap out and say, I can't be a lawyer. So their oh, depression wow. and frustration is extremely high. I would say go target people that have got a legal degree because they don't like it. <laughs> and I don't blame them. <laughs> interesting. So, so I'll tell you what's interesting. I find, so I'm doing this over 10 years, right? So mm -hmm. the main groups of people that come to me fall into the creatives Right. Mm -hmm. So I do mostly service businesses. So the creative, so mm -hmm. designers, yes. marketers, um, interior designers, copywriters, like a lot of the people who, who help businesses get clients don't know how to get clients because mm -hmm. they're only one piece of that puzzle. Yeah. So they might know, uh, a piece of marketing, they don't know marketing strategy. So that's a big group of people that I've worked with for a long time. Another group are the white collar professionals. So a lot of lawyers, accountants, bookkeepers, mm -hmm. um, and people in like in construction, in healthcare, like just like kind of the white collar, you know, helping other humans mm -hmm. professions. So that, that's been a huge group. Um, and then the rest, another really big group is, they're just, they're, 
it's like the fitness instructors and the bakers, like the people who just, they have a talent, a passion, a certification of some sort, and they're trying to get out there. Right. So then among these groups, again, we're trying to pick, I mean, there's many audiences you can pursue, but just in order, you know, you start with the lowest hanging fruit. <laughs> so I'm yeah. always trying so to find I what is the lowest hanging fruit. started doing this. So I'll tell you, the first marketing program we launched before we launched our main one a year ago was actually called Marketing for Marketers. And it was teaching yeah. marketers how to do marketing, not only for themselves, but to up their value to their clientele. Yeah. So for marketers, so those are so it was interesting because you said it was the design professionals. It's design okay. professionals, but they call themselves marketing professionals. They, they're in the marketing industry. Right. right? right. You've got copywriters, web designers, UX, um, graphic designers, a lot of those people who don't have any official marketing training. They've taken a course in just that yeah. piece. So they don't know how yep. it goes into the bigger picture. They don't know how to market their own business. And so our training helped them on both levels. It helped them to get their own clients and it helped them to be more successful in what they did for their clients. Right. So, yeah, I would start with those and basically start with that intro. And again, it doesn't seem like this would be so nice to read. But the thing is, people that actually have that problem just really relate to it and take action, right. you know. Right. So uh, I would start there and say, like, hey, so and so, um, I saw that you are a creative professional, you know, design and Here's some of the things that we really see a lot of designers and then we actually target it that way. You know, when, mm -hmm. when you're talking to designers, you say designers struggle with this and, and here's the reasons why. Here are the pain points they go through and then you exactly call out that 2 a.m. problem that they're having. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, it's the pain agitate self, you know, that you're familiar with. Right. And then, yeah. then, so either at that point, they're either in and out or out then you agitate it and you really draw to the worst conclusion. You know, what does that mean for them? Like how many months can they keep doing this before they have to get a new job? What does it mean for them? It's their passion. You know, they study design because they absolutely love it. What would be their worst case scenario if they had to, um, you know, work in an office as a, as a temp or something in the meantime to make um, the means the ends meet. Um, and then, at the end, you know, you have this amazing differentiation and value proposition that you do organic marketing. And I'm right there with you because our marketing costs are insanely low. You know, with LinkedIn and, and organic outreach, it costs pretty much to nothing compared to all these people that have to spend money on ads. So yeah. that is an insane value proposition that any medical device CEO that I've met so far and any coaches I've met so far it's an absolutely no-brainer, especially if they've been burned before, especially if they're overwhelmed because um, it's got to be simple. It's got to be working and you're capping the downside, essentially. You know, mm -hmm. it's like saying, hey, do you do you want to spend a dollar to get $5, you know, versus do you want to totally. spend $5 and potentially be $50 uh, in the hole, which is anything in uh, regards <laughs> to Facebook ads, you know? hundred percent. Even if you, even if you suck uh, in what you do, which you, I'm sure you don't, um, there is still a much higher chance for you to help your clients succeed by sheer mathematics. 
And so um, I I would be extremely curious as a design professional um, because I've experienced those pain points and also the overwhelm, right, that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. We all know there's so many things that you can do and a lot of them are very expensive and and mistakes are expensive in marketing when you're trying to market yourself. So why not focus on the lowest risk stuff, you know, pretty much organic marketing like you do and, and start there, get really good. And again, something that fits you. One thing that they're going to be annoyed with is a similar pain point that I I brought up earlier, where people are trying to pitch them stuff that might work for a bigger company, but doesn't work for them. They they are so overworked already. They're not very profitable. They don't have time to build five landing pages and, you know, Facebook ads. It's just not a match. So communicating, taking that pain out, taking these uncertainties out and saying, hey, like, Working with us, you know, you don't have to buy, <laughs> build those five landing pages. We do right. something that's manageable for you. It's relatable. It's transparent. You don't have to ask yourself and cross your fingers for four for weeks until you get the results. You know, we take you every step of the way. Trust and authenticity are some of our, our foundational values. That's going to just right. resonate with people. That's the thing, you know, when you really, when you are in alignment with your business and your values and that shines through and you're straightforward with them, people are going to appreciate it and people are going to want to connect with you because if anything right now, we have a lack of authenticity and vulnerability out there in the private and the business life. And so automatically you're going to stand out. I love this. Guys, I hope all of you listening realize that I've just been schooled. Uh, Lena just totally went into coaching me. That was great. That was great. A lot of times in the show, like I end up coaching the guests sometimes because I'm also like a natural coach and you just totally schooled me. That was fantastic. And I loved it. I'm totally going to do this stuff. Um, I have one curiosity question. I feel like, and I don't even know if I'm going to get to point uh, three and four. We'll all have to go and buy your program. I'll send you the invoice, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, So one of my questions is, so I was very successful on LinkedIn um, with not exactly this system, but but my Mm -hmm. version, so long as I was the one taking all the calls, right? And then I I wasn't able to do that anymore. The volume was too high. Yes. Does this system work if I'm not the one taking the call necessarily? Where I say, listen, you could speak to one of my associates or, hey, I've got this free training that walks you through how to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and the free training is not necessarily attached to like, you know, the buy this, now this, now this on the back end, um, whatever it is. But would this, do you think this system will still work or does it become inauthentic then? Because I'm not coming from a place of inauthenticity. I don't have the technical time bandwidth to speak to all the people I want to help and I'm capable yes. of helping. No, absolutely. And, you know, I know that your goal, um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. Great. So we all do. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, I know that one of your one of your goals um, is actually to be relatable. And, you know, this is one of the things that I am also facing right now, you know, how employees and training and scaling, this is something I'm also, you know, biting my nails on right now. It's not easy to find the right people. But uh, what I say is, you know, with my clients, I take them and I train the whole team together and it becomes a team effort. And everyone has to be involved in the process. And then you grow your employees and your team members to 
come along in that process. So they right. have to understand so your that, business that from the core just like you. That we've done already. My question is in the sales process, mm -hmm. when you're doing cold outreach and you're saying, hey, you know, this is how I help people and these are the pain points, this is how I can help you. But at the end of it, you don't say, hey, let's hop on a call. You would say, hey, I've got a training for you or hey, I can get you on a call with one of my associates. Mm -hmm. Because I have those people already. Like we yeah. did have to make that jump a year ago. Does this kind of a system still work? Because I've seen yeah. these systems fail when people scale. Well, you have to take your employees on the same uh, learning journey as you go, for example, through our program with you. You know, they right. have to be. No, just I, mean, as I want to pinpoint no. the question. It's not that the employees can't take the call. It's that once people realize it's not you they're talking to, they don't want to talk. That's what I'm saying. Oh, um, that's actually not something that we see at all because uh, I personally don't book my own meetings and people have end up having a call with me a lot instead of, uh, you know, my uh, employees that book the meeting. Okay. So that's never an issue, no. Okay, cool. I just I just introduce myself and say, you know, I, I'm the one who built the program, so I'm the best person to talk to, honestly, you know. Right. Yeah. No, so I'm that's, saying the that's flip. True. Hang on. We're going we're gonna to clear this up. Okay. I'm saying the flip. That, let's say, okay, I'm going to use it. Where are you from? Originally? Yeah. From Germany. Cool. Because you totally had an accent and I could not place it. I knew it was European, but I couldn't yeah. figure out where. Where do you live now? I live in Laguna Beach, California. Oh, cool. We're in the yeah. same time zone. Great. Um, so I'm saying the opposite, that, that let's say you can't take those calls. Let's say you need someone else to take the calls. Right. People are fine with that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it boils down to <clears throat> everything that you know about your business your core values, the pain point of your clients, everything that's in your brain, are you able to train your employees to know the same, to know are trained in a process, to know how to conduct a call, which is uh, module three of our training? Uh, oh, good. I was to... going to see if we could get like a zoom through on three and four. Yay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. module three is, uh, is getting your employees trained uh, on the sales call or it's the process of the sales call? Yeah, so module three is, um, you know, it's a very simple funnel. Uh, our funnel is two steps. Uh, you message them directly and then they jump on a call with you. And so that's, that's that, pretty straightforward. Like that's that. pretty yeah. straightforward. And that's why it's easy. You know, it's honestly manageable for small business owners to implement, which is game changer again, because it works and it's simple. And so that's already a lot of things <laughs> that's not necessarily the case for a lot of others. Um, totally. So then, because they are going to be talking to people that they have never met before, whether it's a business owner or their employees, um, it is new. They might not have done it. They don't come in super hot. They sometimes come in warm. And that's why we really provide very good sales coaching on how to have that call. And our approach there is really coming from a point of, connection building understanding the situation of that person fully really asking amazing questions honestly your prospect should talk more than 50 percent on that call and you should shut up and listen 
because they're yeah. going to tell you exactly what their problems are. Exactly. I vote for 70%. I like to say I listen first and third because I listen yes. second too. Exactly. Um, yeah, as much as you can just be quiet and listen, they will, they will spill their guts to you, honestly. It's amazing. You just have to ask one question and they, they will talk for 40 minutes straight which is awesome. Is, is there a specific question or is it different for every industry? Like, is there a magic question that you found? Um, I like to keep it as open as possible because when I already restrict them with question, with a too specific question, they might not tell me the real pain. Uh, but I like to guide them in the fact that I say, I'd love to learn from you in terms of your business. What are your goals in the next you know, three to six months? And also, what are the pains and challenges around that? So that they know, I want to hear about the problems to not even to sell or anything, just to even see, okay. can we even help with this? Is this something that we can fix? Or do they have a completely different problem, maybe a structural problem, an accounting problem, something else? Um, totally. And really focus on con consulting in a sense of first hearing, then qualification, really qualifying them very well. And only if they're absolutely super qualified um, as a prospect with their problem. And also, are they willing to do the work? Do they have the time to do the work? Do they have the financial resources comfortably to do this? Only then do I even move into anything about us. Because, um, yeah, and I think a lot of people fall short there. You know, they, they sell and they push down the throat so fast. They have... 15 minutes calls, you know, there's absolutely no way that you can get to know someone's problems at the core and even assess what their problem is, if that's your approach. And then push in a sales totally. pitch as well. Number four. Okay. So uh, number four is the closing part. We just dedicated a whole module to it because That's where the challenges come in sometimes. You know, it, that's where a lot of personal stuff comes up. Some people are insecure to ask for the close. Um, and also, how do you close someone swiftly and confidently, again, without being out of integrity? You know, there's so many ways that you can sell. And there's scare tactics and fake urgency and all that stuff. And um, we really encourage people to find the right balance. Like, yes, give someone an incentive to take an action. You know, you don't want to bring them into inertia. But also, bottom line, if you are in alignment with yourself, if you show up and you just tell people what you can honestly do for them, they're going to pick that up energetically. They, they feel that you're saying the truth. And again, something that's not being done enough, I think, in the industry overall. There's a lot of people out there that don't have these values. And people are going to feel it and pick it up and... Yeah, we really try to make the world a better place as we leave people, let them out into the world again and, you know, just really encourage them. Use tactics that are, that are authentic and um, they re represent your values. Is there any specific element in the closing that you feel is like the big eye opener for people? Yes. Um, so specifically for coaches, there's this thing that comes up that is you have the buy-in, they say it's amazing, yes, I have the problem, everything sounds good, and then you ask, okay, can, should we move forward? And that's where people's insecurities and fears creep in, right? And that can apply mm -hmm. to coaching or marketing contracts. 
because they've been burned before or they're insecure that they can succeed. Even, even with businesses that are planning to hire you as a marketing firm, there might be underlying um, insecurities about their own success. You know, can I really succeed when I do this? You know, I'm going to have to put in work and hopefully it's going to work. And so we're all familiar with this, uh, right when we, yeah. right before we make a commitment and there is the chance of failure and that failure might be attributed to us, we like to avoid it because it doesn't feel good. <laughs> you know, there's this uncertainty right. component. Yeah, I love and and that's really where the coaching comes in and i think even you as a marketing consultant you should do coaching there and really ask them um do you think that when you start doing something you can be successful you know what is the fear that comes up and work through that fear with them interesting I like that idea. It really turns into a coaching session. I mean, really, um, by the end of this call, you know, whether you're a coach or a marketing consultant, you're educating your clients on that call. Ideally, um, as a side effect, you're already providing so much value for them that they get the sense that you know what you're saying. They get, they see and reflect on the mistakes they've done in the past and they understand why. So you've already schooled them and um, you haven't started selling yet, but they're already sold because you've already helped them realize so many things that were confusing to them in the past. Right. I love it. I wanted to ask you about your business struggle, but I don't even have time. And you could kind of share it with us talking about, you know, mm -hmm. scaling out and managing the team. But this was so valuable. Like I said, I've, I've been schooled and you are a clear student of NLP and reflection because you used that word back at me just a moment ago, which was amazing. <laughs> I, I love to take people apart like that, sorry. Uh, but this was absolutely incredible. Guys, I hope you realize that Lena just literally gave you a masterclass in a super simple sales funnel that essentially really should work for every industry. Like I totally get it now. Yeah. You were able to say, hey, this will work for anyone anywhere. It just needs to be you know, modified by industry and mm -hmm. who I want to hang out with. Yeah, it's truly, it. it's truly industry agnostic. Um, the only thing that we say is it works for high tickets or high year tickets, uh, I'd rather say. So if you're selling something right. that's maybe, you know, less than $500, not ideal, but 1000 and up, uh, and ideally 2000 and up, that's where we really see a sweet spot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Also, if you're going to spend so much time on each call, really building right. a relationship with each prospect, coaching them, guiding them, right. um, it's only going to be worth your yes. time energy if it's a higher ticket on the other side. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. So, Lena, where can people find you? Where can people learn more about you, connect to you? Absolutely. So, yeah, we have two sides to our business. One is really focused on the coaching, which I absolutely adore and love. That is lucidachievement.com. And for specifically this program I shared with you today, it is lucidachievement.com slash sell your solution. And um, if you're looking for us to run some of your marketing campaigns, you know, we do all the other things as well, Facebook ads, and it really helps, um, like I'm sure you know, having run a few Facebook ads instead of doing it yourself, some people just prefer to hire a professional. Um, <clears throat> our website for that is lucid-strategy.com. 
So that is basically the done for you side of our business. And the coaching side of the business is lucidachievement.com. Got it. If I may ask, you were so anti the Facebook ad model. Why do you do it? Yeah, so it depends. Um, for, so for example, I kind of mentioned that with the approach of the multi-step funnel and then go into a webinar and here's all this fake urgency. The clients right. that we work with uh, on Facebook ads, they have their e-commerce. So, you know, okay. they basically get, they go to a store and, you know, oh, you have a hearing problem. Here's this amazing hearing amplifier where you can actually hear your TV and it's straightforward. There's no BS in it. <laughs> and right. people who have a hard time hearing, you know, go on a website and uh, get a fix and don't spend time. Got it. Okay. That know, makes with... a lot of sense. That makes so much more sense to me. It didn't make sense because like you do come across as so authentic and you were like, yeah, Facebook ads are a waste of money. And then you're like, and we do Facebook ads also in our sister <laughs> sites. I had, <laughs> I had no, to no, break no. that one down. No, no, no. And again, it, it has to work for, for the clients, you know? Um, so we look at cost per lead and we go, okay, does this make sense or does it not make sense? And, um, you know, small clients cannot afford building these massive funnels and charging an arm for and a leg for it and then saying, oops, it didn't work. Um, that's just, that's just not going to work. 100%. I, I love this, guys. You should all check Lena out at lucidachievement.com and lucidstrategy.com, lucid-strategy.com. Lucid-strategy.com. Yeah. Yeah, we run yeah. Facebook ads. We run LinkedIn ads as well. So, you know, LinkedIn has paid um, ad programs that you can do. I know. Do they even work? I feel like LinkedIn ads are still garbage. They haven't really refined their ad platform well enough to make them worth it, have they? <laughs> Yeah, LinkedIn ads work very well. The only issue is they're quite expensive. So you have to be really good with budget optimization and testing to, to make it work for your clients. But um, like for Got example, it. with medical device, um, if you have a pretty high um, ticket item, that's a, good, that's a good platform to use. For low ticket items, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. That makes sense. And probably also like high ticket B2B would make sense yes. to do for LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. We focus yeah. on, our focus is on B2B um, and um, yeah, contracts, services, stuff like that. So that's where our sweet spot lies. Right. Like the hearing aid amplifier would be a Facebook ad, not a LinkedIn ad. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Got it. So Lena, I like to surprise my guests at the end. I didn't warn you. And I like to ask for a quote. It does not have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be but I love having that kind of little pithy wisdom to wrap out the show. Great. Yeah. Well, I would probably have to, I love my grandma dearly and I maybe okay. I can share her life motto with everyone because she's a true inspiration. Sure. Um, she survived the war and she's lived through the gnarliest experience that you can possibly imagine from starvation to escaping from the war, not knowing any tomorrow and one thing that always guided her through everything was um, stay true to yourself or know who you are. So. I like that. I like that. Stay true to yourself. It sounds so simple, but it's not. Yeah. One of, one of my favorite lines is actually a Dolly Parton quote, figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I, would I feel say like this is a little bit like that. Yep. Yeah. 
Amazing. Well, Lena, this has been fantastic. Thank you for coaching me through my issues. <laughs> that was super fun. And yeah, guys, for all of you listening, this was gold. This was a masterclass. If you know anybody who's trying to sell really anything to anybody, you should share this with them. <laughs> um, no, and I don't say that lightly. My audience, no, guys, you listen to me. You know, I, I, I pick on people. Um, but if you go to sdran.com slash 105, we'll have the summary and all the links there for you or wherever podcasts are found, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, soon to be Google Podcasts because they're launching a new platform. Um, share the love, share the wealth of knowledge. And we will catch you next week. Lena, thank you again. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?